他祷告的时候是如此对父亲的知识是何等的深。He prayed with such discernment。他是何等的知道分分辨的心来祷告。And now we gather to abide in him。那我们现在要学习住在他里面。And as he is our pattern of life to learn from him in prayer。那他是我们生命的模样，我们就学习他祷告的方式。we pray the Holy Spirit would fill us with light and understanding. As we would learn to pray in the Spirit. We want to commit this time into your hands, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our uh, theme of this recent season is taken from Ephesians chapter 4. Growing up as the body of Christ in all things unto him who is the head, even Christ Jesus. We are a body of Christ. We have a common life together. And we are to grow up in this common life. This corporate life must reach maturity. As As it reaches maturity, we come to a unity of the faith we come to a real understanding personal understanding of the Lord Jesus and of his will this matter of corporate prayer is essential to our spiritual growth now all of us from the moment we became Christians began to pray because our spirit would cry out Abba Father to our new found Father the word of God is our food the, the spirit of God is our living water but prayer is our breath but I want to talk about Corporate prayer. And this means when two or three are gathered together in His name. God has a special purpose in corporate prayer. And we want to learn these things together as the body of Christ. Unless we grow up in corporate prayer, we remain an infant as the body of Christ. And so this is a very important matter. We want to begin with just a few words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 16. He's speaking to the Pharisees who are accusing him of many things. But now they are testing him, asking Jesus for a sign from heaven. Matthew 16, verses 1 through 4. 
The Pharisees and Sadducees came up and testing Jesus, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. But he replied to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, there will be a storm today, for the sky is red and threatening. Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the time? 耶稣回答说,晚上发红,你们就说,天必要晴,早晨天发红,又发黑,你们就说,今日必有风雨,你们知道分辨天上的气色,倒不能分辨这时候的神机。An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and a sign will not be given except the sign of Jonah, and he left them and went away. 一个邪恶淫乱的世代求神机,除了约拿的神机以外,再没有神机给他看。and then over in Matthew chapter 18, where Jesus is instructing his disciples regarding corporate prayer. We want to read verses 18 through 20. Matthew 18, 18. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. And then we want to read all of Psalm 80. It's a picture of this corporate prayer. It's a song, it's a psalm of Asaph. Actually, it was one of the sons of Asaph. Asaph was a Levite. He was a worshipper and a singer. He wrote uh, many, uh, several songs in the Psalms. <coughs> and here is a song that's a prayer. <coughs> oh, give ear, shepherd of Israel, and you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned above the cherubim, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your power and come to save us. Oh, God, restore us. And cause your face to shine upon us, and we will be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink large drink tears in large measure. You make us an object of contention to our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. O oh God of hosts, restore us and cause your face to shine upon us and we will be saved. 
You removed the vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground before it. It took deep root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It was sending out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. Why have you broken down its hedges so that all who pass that way pick its fruit? A boar from the forest eats it away and whatever moves in the field feeds on it. O God of hosts, Turn again now, we beseech you. Look down from heaven and see and take care of this vine, even the shoot which your right hand has planted, and on the sun whom you have strengthened for yourself. It is burned with fire. It is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of man whom you made strong for yourself. Then we shall not turn back from you. Revive us, and we will call upon your name. O Lord God of hosts, restore us. Cause your face to shine upon us, and we will be saved. <laughs> As you know, we gather together on Tuesday nights for prayer. This is the time, our time of corporate prayer. The Lord promises us when two or three are gathered in His name, He will be present with us. And what happens is as we pray together, He reveals His mind to us. What he desires to do. And he also confirms impressions that we have in our hearts. But this is what he asks. That two or three gather together in my name. And wait before me. As I direct and uh, uh, lead your prayer. Our God is a big God. He's doing many great works in the world today. How great are His works? You remember Paul's statement in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says there are many workings, but one God behind them all. God is doing many works. And yet, all together there are one work. But here is the matter that is important for us. Our God wants us to be involved in this great work. Of course, God can sovereignly do anything He wants. But He wants His people to be involved. And it's important that we understand that. Now all of us as Christians here pray to our God. But as we grow in our Christian life, 
当我们在我们的基督徒的生命成长的时候，We should hear a call from God to corporate prayer.那我们会听到我们的组队团体的一个呼召，那是要一个团体的祷告。Now have you heard that call?你是否听到这个呼召呢？Prayer is more than just a matter of you praying for what you need.那祷告不仅是为你自己的需要祷告，or even praying for a friend who has some needs.或是为着哪个朋友他有什么需求。God has something He wants to do. But he wants us to pray together in this ministry that allows God to do great things. Here is our brother, one of the sons of Asaph, praying this prayer. What a great prayer he's praying. What is this prayer? Revive us. Now God wants to revive His children. But He waits for us to ask Him to revive His children. Now it's not that He doesn't hear our prayer if we just individually all pray, Oh God, revive your people. But when two or three come together and agree on this matter, God revives His people. Now why is that? We look at three scriptures just to see three important principles of our cooperation with God in this great work. The first is found in Amos. Can you find Amos the prophet? Maybe, if you can't find it, I'll read it before you even find it. But he says something very important. It's a principle of this matter of corporate prayer. Amos chapter 1, verse 1. Amos chapter 1, verse 1. Got Amos yet? Go past the Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel, Ezekiel. Go past Joel. And you'll find it. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Amos 第三章第七节. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret counsel to His servants, the prophets. 主耶和华若不将奥秘只是他的仆人，众先知就一无所行。Now God does many things.那神会做许多的事情。This does not mean God can't do anything.这不表示说他不能做任何事情。God does many things sovereignly.他做的事情是相当有权威的。And many times we read in the scriptures, God waited for somebody to call, but nobody called, so God acted anyway. 但是我们的也有看圣经有看到有些他在等候人在那边呼求，但是没有人呼求，他还是行了。But this is God's desire. 但是他心里的渴慕是，When he gets ready to do something great, 当你准备好要做一件事情很大的一件事情的时候，First he reveals it to his people. 首先他向他的百姓启示。Why? 为什么呢？Just so they can say, "Ha I knew before it happened." 为什么你就要让这些人能够骄傲说啊，我已经知道，在发生之前就知道这件事情会发生了。so we can say, I told you so, I told you so. No. So that because we know he's going to do it, 
所以因为我们知道他会做这件事情。We come upon our knees and we pray that he would do it. 我们就一同祷告，并且求他会成全这件事情。Now you remember the story of Daniel. 我们记得丹尼里的故事。And God was getting ready to return the exiles from Babylon back to Jerusalem. 那他要将这些在巴比伦被掳的回到耶路撒冷去。And so Daniel was reading in Jeremiah. 那丹尼里在读啊、uh, 耶利米书。And suddenly he saw the scripture. 他突然就看到圣经。Seventy years and the children go back. 有七十年，这些儿这些人就回去了。He counted up the years. One, two, three, four, five, sixty-nine. 他在那边数算年日，六十九年。He knew God was going to act. 他知道啊，神要行了。So what did he do? 那他就做什么呢 ？Say, I better get packing. 我最好是赶快开始整理我的行李。Only one more year, then he's going to send us back. 这一年我就我们就要回去了。No, 不是的。He threw open the windows. 他就把所有的窗户都打开。And he began to pray. 他就开始祷告。What did he pray? 那他祷告什么 ？God, bring us back. 神，求你带领我们回去。Bring us back home. 带我们回家。Even though he knew it's God's will. 虽然说这已经是神的。God waited for somebody to pray that. 但是神在等一个人做这样的祷告。God does nothing without revealing things to His children. 他不会做任何事情，不再先不，他会先向他的儿女们启示。You know when God was going to destroy Sodom， 当神要毁灭索多玛的时候 ，What did he say？ 他说什么呢 ？We've got to tell Abraham。我要告诉亚伯拉罕 ，Right？ 为是吗 ？And what did Abraham do？ 那亚伯拉罕做什么呢 ？He interceded for the people of Sodom。他就为索多玛的人代求。Brothers and sisters， 弟兄姐妹们 ，When we gather together two or three。当我们一同聚集，两三位一同聚集的时候，他愿意告诉我们他所要做的一件事情。他还没做成，但是他会先告诉我们。我们就祷告，那他就行。他喜欢与他的儿女们做工，这是第一个原则。那第二个原则，我们在以赛亚书四十五章，这比较好找。Isaiah Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and His Maker: Ask me about the things to come concerning my Son. And commit to me the work of my hands. 耶和华以色列的圣者就是照以色列的如此说：将来的事你们可以问我。至于我的种子，并我手的工作，你们可以求我命定。Now my English translation is not so good in this passage. 那我英英文翻译版翻译到这这段的时候不是很准确。What it really says in the Hebrew. Is regarding the things of my hand, command me. 那关乎我手中的事情，命令我。I don't know what it says in Chinese. Does it say command? Um. Yeah. Ah. See, Chinese is much better than English. But here's the second principle. 那第二个原则。Now God wants to do things. 那他要我们做一些事情。But He waits for us to command Him to do them. Now I know all of you very humble Chinese say, "Oh, I can never command God." 但是有许多谦卑的中国人或许会认为说，我不能命令神。But you have to obey His word. 但是你要顺服他的话语。God loves to be a servant, you know. 他是喜欢做我们的神喜欢做仆人。But He wants you to command Him to do what He wants to do. 
Don't command him to do something he doesn't want to do. 你不要命令他做他不愿意做的事情. But concerning the work of my hand, 但是关乎他手中的事, command me. 你要命令他. And what happens when you command him? 那你命令他的时候会发生什么事情呢? Done. 就事情就完成了. You remember the verse we read? 你们记得我们刚才所读的经节? Whatsoever you bind on earth shall have already been bound in heaven. See, God already has something He wants to lose. something He wants to bind. But He waits for us, two or three gathered together, to loose the gospel in this town. Then He looses the gospel. It's already done in heaven. But it doesn't happen on earth until we uh, command. See, this is the only way we can be royal priesthood. The Lord gives us things to execute by faith. And God says, now command me. About what I want to do. But we have to do that together, two or three, as it says in Matthew 18. The third principle we find in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Zechariah, go back to the end of your Old Testament and go back two books. Chapter 4? Yeah. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord which range to and fro throughout the earth. 撒加利亚书第四章第十节，谁藐视这日的小，这日的，谁藐视这日的是为小呢？这七眼乃是耶和华的眼睛，遍察全地，见所罗巴伯拿线驼就欢喜。Now this is part of a larger prophecy we can't go into. 那这是一个很大的一个呃这个预言，乃是我们今天没有时间去看的。But this is saying something very wonderful. 但是 uh, the Lord wants to do great things. Here he's wanting to build the temple of God. But he looks across the earth. To and fro across the earth he's looking. Who will stand with me for the building of my house? Not despising the day of small things. But looking for Zerubbabel to finish the work that has begun. Now this means, of course, that God wants and He's looking for people who believe and are willing to stand and say, Lord, we believe your temple is going to be built and they begin to build. Do you believe the house of God will be built? Amen. Uh, easy to say amen. Now, are you building it? Ah, 
Lord is looking for people. Committed to doing the work of God's purpose. What great things the Lord wants to do. There's some things going on right now. And uh, he wants his people involved in what he wants to do. What are we talking about? There is something overdue. Do you know what time it is? In God's kingdom, there's a time. There's a season. There's something He wants to do. Around the world. A large work. What is it? Well, we all know what the Lord is doing. He's gathering in sinners into His kingdom. He's preparing them to be His bride. He's preparing the world to be reconciled to Him through judgment and redemption. Of course, these are big things. And He's always working. He's working among us. He's working everywhere. There's two or three gathered. But he also wants to work in a manifest way upon the earth. What time is it? Have you not heard from our brother Christian? What time is it? Time for awakening. Time for revival. Time for recovery. Time for ingathering. Do you not know that? But God waits for His people to gather two and three. And to revive His people. But He's looking for people who know what time it is. In order that he might do this great work, it takes a spiritual discernment. Think of those Pharisees. They know what time it is by looking at the clouds. Oh, it's going to rain today. They knew the political times. They knew the economic times. They knew the religious times. They read the New York Times. But they had no spiritual timing. What time was it when Jesus was speaking? Right then, when Jesus spoke to them, there was a time. Do you remember what Jesus called it? You remember why Jesus wept when he looked at Jerusalem? What did he say? You did not know the time of your visitation. The Messiah visited you. And you were blind. What a tragedy. 
They didn't know what time it was. They were standing right in front of the Messiah who could save their soul. And they tested him. What terrible blindness. But do we know what time it is? It takes spiritual discernment. Now as soon as I say that, I know. Immediately you say, oh, this is too high for me. I don't know. Spiritual discernment. No, but the Bible tells us clearly from the moment we become a Christian, we have immediate spiritual discernment. It's called the anointing within us. It's, it's an intuitive sense. Something's about to happen. Something, something's wrong. And so you remember I'm talking about the first letter of John. John says when teachers come to you, you know what's true and you know what's false by this anointing inside. Now maybe when we're brand new Christian, we don't understand any more than just a sense, an intuition, an instinct about these things. But that's where spiritual discernment begins. You know, there's a very valuable instrument out in California to determine when there will be an earthquake. Now the seismologists have all of their seismic charts and the graphs. They put sensitive instruments into the ground even in the fault line so they can detect when they hear the first vibration. But the most important instrument they have in the seismic laboratory is the you say cockroach? The cockroach goes crazy. So if you are visiting somebody in San Francisco, and suddenly you see cockroaches come out from the wall, now they like to hide. When you see them come out of the wall and try to run out the door, you know earthquakes coming, get out of that house. 
We have brother and sister. They know this. They, they have a house in San Francisco. I don't watch the cockroach. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't want to compare you to a cockroach. But that is our first spiritual discernment. Uh, even last Thursday night, we have a, a group we gathered together for prayer in Manhattan. And one of the brothers and sisters said, I think we should pray because something is about to happen. Now they didn't know what it was. But the cockroach was talking. And we need to pray. This is very important discernment. This is what will keep us alive. You all know the story of what happened in Jerusalem in 70 AD. The Romans came to destroy Jerusalem. All the Jews believed God could never allow Jerusalem to be destroyed. It was uh, invincible. But the Christians in Jerusalem, they remembered the word of the Lord Jesus. When you see these things happen, flee from Jerusalem. And they got out just before the destruction. We need to listen to spiritual discernment. But then there's a second level of spiritual discernment the Lord wants us to enter into. It can only be entered into if we gather two or three together. It's a body of Christ experience. With His presence in our midst, the Lord begins to give us spiritual discernment about what He is about to do. Now this takes people with some maturity and spiritual discernment. And it takes some people who know the Word of God. And when we have such a combination, we call it prophetic gift and knowledge of the Word of God. When we gather two or three, God will tell us what He wants to do. In order that we might pray. This is a very important part of corporate prayer. You and I may sense things as individuals, but the Lord would clarify when we gather together. Now I can only think we would be blessed if all of you who are here today came on Tuesday night and prayed. But some of you are visiting. You go other places. And so the principle is gathering together, praying for these kingdom matters. I know probably there are some people who can't come Tuesday night because of some conflict. Maybe working. 
我相信有一些弟兄姐妹们，星期二或许有一些事情的冲突、时间的冲突，或是你上班没有办法来参加聚会。But if we're to grow, 但是如果我们要一同 ，we must find a way of gathering together with some saints and praying for these larger matters. 我们需要与圣徒一同为的这些比较大的事情一同聚集祷告。Now when we come together on Tuesday night, 当我们星期二一同聚集祷告的时候 ，Now we pray for one another. 我们彼此代祷。Is that a good thing to do? 这是一件好的事情吗 ？Oh yeah, 当然是的。Right, because some people are sick, some people are having exams in school, some people lost their job. We need to pray for one another. 那有些人生病了，有些人在学校要考试，有些人没有工作了，我们要为这些事情祷告。And, and also when we come together, we pray for our church life. 当我们一起祷一起聚集的时候，我们又有教会生活祷告。Did you know? Maybe you didn't realize before you came, even this morning, on Tuesday night there was prayer for this meeting this morning. 那你来之前，你知道在星期二祷告聚会的时候，有弟兄姐妹们为今天的聚会祷告。And of course, we should do this too. 那当然，我们也要为着这件事情祷告。But where's the prophetic spiritual discernment? 但是这预言的这属灵的分辨究竟在哪里呢 ？I'll tell you where it is. 我跟你讲说在哪里。It's already here in the body. 已经在这个身体里面了。It's just that we have prophets who are chickens. 但是我们有些的先知。They sense things, but they are too hesitant to say them. 但是这些他们已经感觉到一些事情，但是他们不敢把这些事情讲出来。Or we don't understand the way God moves because we don't know Him through His work. 但是因为我们不知道，有的时候不清楚知道神是怎么样做工，因为我们借他借着他的话也不是很清楚的知道。And so that's why I wanted us to just look at Psalm 80. Briefly today, as we read it. So we come. So today, I want to read you Psalms 80:80. So today, 那这里，在这个简单的诗篇里面，有些原则能够学习。And it's regarding our prayer life together. 这是与我们祷告的生活有关系的。Now, when you look at the psalm, 当我们读这这篇诗篇的时候 ，you see the first four verses. 我读前面四节。Sorry, the first three verses. 前面三节。And this was the beginning of this prayer. 这就是这个祷告的开始。What was happening? 在那时候所发生的事情。You notice that Joseph is mentioned, Ephraim. And Manasseh, those are the sons of Joseph and Benjamin. What is going on during this psalm? Now the Bible scholars tell us probably this psalm was written when northern Israel was going into captivity by Assyria. Now you know the twelve tribes of Israel split after Solomon. 那我们知道所罗门之后，这个十二个支派他们就分就分开了。And many times in the Old Testament, the sons of Joseph are what's called the northern ten tribes. 那约瑟的儿子们，他们就通常是称为北方的十个支派。Now as the Assyrians were taking away the ten tribes of the north. Who had been fighting politically with the two tribes of the south for years and years? 那他们这十个支派是与南方的支派在政治方面已经征征战了许久。The sons of Asaph saw something here. 
那亚撒的儿子在这边有看到很特别的事情。They saw something with spiritual discernment.他觉得看到有属灵分辨的一件事情。First they had a reaction like a cockroach.那他们刚开始的反应是像蟑螂一样。They felt grief.他觉得很难过。They saw the tragedy.他看到这个惨剧即将发生。These are God's children.这些都是神的儿女。Taken off into captivity.被掳。It's a terrible tragedy.这是很。now some people in Judah said, "Well, they deserved it. Good riddance." But not those who believe that all twelve tribes are one nation. And so they have a burden to pray. Now here we are, as the people of God. But you know, we're connected. With every brother and sister who is saved. Do you know or have any spiritual assessment regarding the church as a whole today? Do you realize the tragedy that's going on around us? Do you see the compromise in the church? Do you see the unbelief in the church? Do you see the captivity of the world in the church? Now forget about us for just a moment. Because we usually would take Judah's position and say, Well, they're just backslidden, but we're faithful. But if we realize that all brothers and sisters belong to us and we belong to them, there must be a burden in our heart. Now, do we pray for the church in captivity? God help us if we've just gotten used to that. If we don't even think about it. These are our brothers and sisters. They're supposed to be part of the bride. God's going to wait for them to grow up. We better pray. And so the sons of Asaph prayed for them. But when they prayed, they prayed as prayers with spiritual discernment. First of all, they knew the Lord. Now, why do I say that? Listen to what they pray. Oh, verse 1. Hear, O shepherd of Israel. And you who are enthroned above the cherubim, shine forth. Now listen, they know their God. He is the shepherd. Joseph is his flock. He loves his flock. Why are they going into captivity? It seems like God's asleep. Here's the prayer. Wake up. God, hear us. 
Shine upon your people. And we know you sit on the throne. Why aren't you doing something? This is the first prayer of intercession. Now you say, oh well. Why? Of course, we know God's always awake; He never sleeps. But why is it so often in the Bible? The first prayers of the intercessor are God, wake up from your sleep. You find it several times where David prays this. Lord, my enemy is upon us. Wake up and help. Now, please don't think David is wrong in his theology. David knows something is wrong. God should be saving his children. But he's not. There's something wrong. Wake up, wake up. Have you ever seen that? Look, look in the, uh, Isaiah chapter 51. Because here we find intercessors again praying. They're praying, they're praying for the will of God. And in verse 9 of Isaiah 51, okay, here's what the intercessors pray. Isaiah and his brethren, they pray this, Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days of old, the generations long ago. Was it not you who cut Rahab in pieces and pierced the dragon? Now do you see that? These are children of God. Telling God to wake up. Now when we see the beginning of Isaiah 52, chapter 52, we see God's response. He says, Awake, awake. Clothe yourself in your strength, O Zion. Clothe yourself in your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer come into you. Now, let me tell you what really happened. God woke up a remnant of his children. This awakening. And then they pray, God, wake up! And then God says, Okay, now it's time for you to wake up. And then God awoke Zion. And restored Zion. But who are those first ones who say, God, wake up? Now maybe you think God doesn't like it when somebody tells him to wake up. No, 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 God loves it. Ask God to wake up. He doesn't mind. It just means that you have woken up. So he doesn't mind that at all. And so Asaph woke up. And he said, God, wake up. Why do we should, do we pray this prayer, wake up? What is the principle behind it? God does not act 
in His mighty ways until we pray with all our heart. God stays asleep for half-hearted prayers. Here's the principle, Jeremiah chapter 29. Verse 13 and 14. Jeremiah 29. Verse 13 and 14. And you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found by you when you search for me with all your heart. Now, when we're praying, God, wake up, wake up, there's a crisis going on, is a wholehearted prayer. God waits for His children to pray wholehearted prayer. And notice, of course, our brother knows in verse 3 what is the key to the victory. It's God's face shining upon them. If God's presence comes, we will be saved. Do you see that? If God's presence can just show up, we will be saved. Now we'll look at that again just in a few minutes. But the important thing is this, as this as these people are praying, God opens up something deeper to them. So it was the crisis of the backslidden church that caused them to first begin to pray. But as they began to pray, they became spiritually more sensitive. And they noticed two things happening in their midst. Now there is a church in captivity. We need to pray for their deliverance and being brought into the fullness of Christ. But as they prayed, they looked and they saw some problems in Judah. Those people in Jerusalem. What was the problem? Two things. Verse 4. They realized God was angry with their prayers. Now you say, well, that's, that's incredible. How could God be angry with our prayers? Well, if we gain some sensitivity, we'll realize sometimes God is angry with our prayers. And then the, the second thing he noticed was that God's, that the hedge that was about Judah was broken. 
It had been breached. It means that a hole has been made in the head. Verse 12. Why have you broken down its hedges so that all who pass by pick its fruit? The boar of the forest eats it. Now let's just talk about the, the hedge. We know the word of God tells us that God hedges, covers, and protects His people. We know from the book of Job God puts a hedge around a righteous man. We know from uh, the Old Testament God puts a hedge around His vine Israel when she is righteous. And we also know that God puts His hedge around the church. But here we see that God has broken the hedge. And you see what it says in verse 12. It's not saying the devil has broken the hedge. Or the world has broken the hedge. But it is God who has broken the hedge. Now, do you know that God will break the hedge? There comes a point where God will just break the hedge and let the boars, that is, the evil things, come in. And, and let the, the world just come in and pick its fruit and steal the testimony away from the church. Do you believe that God is willing to do that? Why would he do it? Two reasons. Number one, to warn his people, wake up! Now here's the scripture. Ezekiel chapter 22. And the Lord is talking about his hedge. In chapter 22. And verse 30. It says literally in verse 30, again, I don't know what Chinese says. I searched for a man among them who would build up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. Now you, you hear this? There's a hole in the hedge. And Judah is being uh, uh, stolen away. Now God looks for somebody. Who will stand in the hole of the hedge? Who will pray and intercede for the land? And he could find nobody. 
When there's a hole in the hedge, he wants somebody to notice. Surely there's some with the spiritual sensitivity to know. And stand in the gap. And save God's people. Because the second reason he allows a hole in the hedge. It's God's mercy. He chastens us. We lose while that hedge has a hole in it. But we can repent. And of course, this whole prayer of Psalm 80 is about repentance. As long as there's a hedge, we will not go to captivity. It's God's mercy to us. He says, repent, restore that. It's God's warnings to us. Now, when this writer prayed, he began to sense their own spiritual condition there in Judah. There's a hole in the He's been awakened to the hole in the hedge. And he's been awakened to the fact that God was angry with their prayers. Why would God be angry with their prayers? Is God ever ever angry with our prayers? Do we have sensitivity to that? Oh yeah, He's angry with our prayers. Number one, James chapter four verse three. You ask and you have not. Because your motive is selfish. Oh, you pray. Uh, you pray for yourself. You pray for your prosperity. You pray for your help. Now, does the Lord tell us to ask for our daily bread? Of course. Does the Lord tell us in the Lord's Prayer to pray that the evil one will not get us? Of course. Pray for ourselves, there's nothing wrong. But where's the kingdom? Where's the most important part of the prayer? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. This is something bigger. This has to do with something God is very interested in. You know, you well, those of you who are moms and dads. Do you ever get angry with your child for things that they ask you for? You see their wicked little selfish motives. And they just come to you because they think you're going to give them anything they want. And you say, why do you say that? Well, of course, they're completely selfish. Do you think God sometimes gets angry with our selfishness? Where is our kingdom testimony? 
What's the kingdom testimony? Here's what I do. I seek first his kingdom. And I don't worry about myself. He adds everything I need. There's a kingdom testimony. But if our prayer is always me, 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 and oh, I don't have time for the kingdom, so amen. But another reason that the Lord gets angry with our prayers. Is that we keep praying without spiritual insight. We just look at things outwardly and pray for things outwardly. How do we pray for awakening? For recovery. How do we pray for the church going through trial? How about the church going through discipline? Well, whenever we hear church or, or, or some of our brothers and sisters in trouble, we say, Oh God, help them get out of trouble. Now, do you notice sometimes God doesn't answer that prayer? Because he's doing something deeper. Do we have spiritual discernment? The other day I was reading a devotion. And I, I read a little passage from A.W. Tozer. Tozer was a minister in the 40s and the 50s, 1950s, 1940s. Here's what he says. I hope uh, he could translate it. Prayer that slavishly follows the day-by-day development of world news may be quite easily wasted. Most world events, as reported by various news media, are like ping-pong balls being batted back and forth. They're lively, they make a lot of noise, but they lack significance. Surely the God who presides over history knows how few things matter, but he also knows the things that do matter. And if we are spiritual enough to hear his voice, he will lead us to engage in the kind of praying that will be effective. Now, isn't this what the media is doing today? Two weeks ago, you open the newspaper, you read the television, you go to the web. Everything's about the oil spill, the oil spill. Now no more. Now rotten eggs, rotten eggs everywhere. So the prayer, the, the church prays uh, that the God would deliver us from rotten eggs. And then the God would deliver us from the oil spill. And... 
，那教会就为着这些石油的事情祷告，就掉到海里面，然后为着这些这个这个鸡蛋出了问题，我们也为着这些鸡蛋祷告。But what is going on right now? 那现在究竟发生什么事情呢 ？What is it spiritually that's significant right now? 那现在属灵有什么事情有属灵真实属灵的意义呢 ？Ah, that's what we need to pray. 这就是我们当祷告的这个项目。But where are the spiritual people who can discern beyond the headline? 那这个属灵人是哪些在哪里呢？这些人能够看超过这些我们所媒体所看到的这头条新闻呢 ？And so, Asaph comes and intercedes before his God. 亚撒就在他的神面前为这些人代祷。You notice he has the same prayer and one burden. 那他有一个祷告，也是一个负担。Verse three. Oh God, turn us, cause your face to shine upon us, and we will be saved. 神啊，求你使我们回转，使你的脸发光，我们便要得救。Verse seven. 第七节。Oh God of hosts, restore us, cause your face to shine upon us, and we will be saved. 万军之神啊，求你使我们回转，使你的脸发光，我们便要得救。Verse seventeen. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of man whom you made strong for yourself. Then we shall not turn back from you. Revive us, and we will call upon your name. O Lord God of hosts, restore us, cause your face to shine upon us, and we will be saved. 第十七到十九节，愿你们的愿你的手扶持你右手边的人，就是你为自己所坚固的人子。这样我们便不退离你，离开你们。求你救活我们，我们就要求告你的名。耶耶和华万军之神啊，求你使我们回转，使你的脸发光，我们要我们我们便要得救。Here is a great prayer. 这是一个很伟大的一个。What do we need when the hedge is down? 当这篱笆已经倒下来的时候，我们需要什么？当他因为我们的祷告发怒的时候，我们做什么 ？We come to him and say, "Turn us, O God." 我们向他祷告说，主啊，求你回转我们。This is the Hebrew word for repent. 这个就是希伯来，呃，希伯来文讲到悔改的词。Lord, we need to repent. 我们需要悔改。But we can't even repent unless you turn us. 主要，但是我们没有办法悔改，除非你回转我们。And when you turn us, 当你们回转我们的时候 ，shine your face upon us. 求你向我们的眼目发光。And we will be saved. 我们就能够得救。This matter of the Lord's presence is very, very crucial. Now I want to make one more statement. We sing about His presence. We talk about the face of God. 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 I may say I say something a little strange to you this morning. 那今天早晨我对你讲的这件事情对你来说你会不会觉得有点奇怪 ？God does not show His presence anywhere, anytime, to anyone. 他不是在任何时候、任何时间向任何人显现他自己。It's the glory of His presence. 是他同在的这个荣耀。He just doesn't share His presence with casual entry. 他不会就像一些你这个很随便的一种方法，他就向你显现。We sing and talk about it. 我们有的时候唱，有的时候会谈到这件事情。I wonder how often we have the reality of it. 我想，我我认为说，我们有多多少时候，我们确实有这个实际在这里面。Because here's what His presence brings. 因为他的同在
所带领的是如此。When his presence is truly there, 当他的同在确实是在那里的时候 ，His light is shining upon us. 那他的光就照在我们身上。We see our sin. 我们就看到我们的罪。We see the hedge broken. 我们看到这篱笆被拆毁。We see his anger with our prayers. 我们看到他因我们的祷告发怒。Do we want his presence? 我们希望他的同在吗 ？It's the light of his face. 是他脸上的光。And what else comes with his countenance? Repentance. If his countenance is before us, we're repenting. And what else do we find? Healing. Deliverance. And what else do we find? A hedge. His covering. Covering. Yeah. Okay. Well, and these are. This is the reality of his countenance and his presence. 这就是他的这个实际，就是他的同在的，就是他的，呃，就是就是这里面的实际。God wants a people who pray with spiritual discernment. 这就是他需要这一群人能够有属灵的分辨。Can you imagine these? Uh, children of God praying and praying with tears and with tears, and God is angry with their prayers. Because they don't see that the hedge is broken. They don't see their own spiritual states. Oh, God wants a people gathered with discernment in prayer. Show us, O Lord, our true condition. There's a cost in that. And it could be repentance. But ultimately, it's blessing. Where does this prayer come from? Let your countenance be upon us. Do you know what that is? It's the prayer that every priest had to learn by heart. Go back to Numbers chapter six, and you'll see it. The very last verses of Numbers chapter six. The Lord spoke to Moses. And he told Aaron and his sons, "Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel." Here is your prayer. Verse twenty-four. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. 愿耶和华赐福给你，保护你。愿耶和华使你的脸光照你，啊、呃，赐恩给你。愿耶和华向你扬脸，赐你平安。他们要如此奉我的名，以色列人祝福，我也要赐福给他们。When his face is shining on us， 当他的面光向我们发光的时候 ，There's his blessing， 我们就他就赐恩给我。There's his keeping， 那有他的保守。There's his grace， 那有他的恩典。And his peace， 还有他的平安。What a precious thing to know in our midst. This is a precious thing. But this is the beginning 
of praying for God's larger things. Next week, the Lord willing, I want to continue by talking about how we pray for an awakening, for revival, for recovery, for ingathering in this way. May we learn these lessons of faith and spiritual discernment. We don't listen to the media. We listen to the Spirit. All you cockroaches unite. The Lord wants to give us spiritual discernment. We must be gathered together as He teaches us these lessons. Let's just have a prayer. Lord, we come before you. You're the great majesty. And in these last days, you would gather your own together. You see the state of your whole church. You see the state of our own assembly. And you want us to come to you. We come to pray. Not just for ourselves. Not just for our meetings. But for thy kingdom to come and thy will to be done on this whole earth. Do forgive us for selfish living. Grant us to be learning disciples in the kingdom of God. Lord, teach us how to pray. These larger prayers. As we come to know you. Who prayed the largest prayers? So grant us your help by the Spirit in this matter. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now I hope to see you all here on Tuesday night. And may the Lord bless you.